Welcome to the ACSM Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Steelman, Director of Alumni Career Management and Professional Networks at William & Mary and Chair of Partnerships with ACSM. Throughout this podcast series, we chat with presenters and guests at our annual conference about what tips and tricks they'll be taking back to their teams and how ACSN helps support them in their own professional development. Well, it's so great to be in a room of great colleagues around the country here in San Diego, California, to celebrate ACSN's conference. Finally, our what was supposed to be 2020 and now in 2022, we're here together. I've brought together three colleagues from different universities. I'll let them introduce themselves right now. So glad to be here. I'm Lisa Tesler. I serve as the Associate Vice President for Alumni Engagement and Executive Director of the AAVC, which is Vassar's Alumni Association. My name's Marie Parziali. I'm at Stony Brook University. I am the Senior Alumni Career Coach. My name is Monty Thomas. I serve as the Associate Director of Alumni and Graduate Career Strategy at Suffolk University in Boston. It's great to be here. Terrific. Well, each of you participated in the pre-conference, which was a unique thing we did this year for the first time to discuss building or rebuilding your program. And I'm curious as to why you all chose the pre-conference. Marie, why don't you start this time? Well, the last time that I attended a conference, it was in Florida. And the pre-conference was so valuable that I decided whenever I was able to go to another conference that I would do my best to attend the pre-conference session. Really, one of my main objectives was to meet my colleagues that were here and spend that extra time with them learning what they're doing and really networking as much as I can and finding out particularly what platforms they're using and digging in so that knowing whoever I met at the pre-conference seems to lay the foundation for the next couple of days. And that way I really feel connected for the rest of the conference. Awesome. Monty, do you want to go next? Sure. This is my first in-person conference that I have the opportunity to attend virtually last year, which was a lot of fun. I wanted to get the opportunity just to connect with people right out of the gate. I think it would really set the tone for the rest of the conference, really understand best practices and trends, and really just use the time to just network and engage. So I was really looking forward to attending the, the pre-conference and it's been great thus far. That's good to hear. And Lisa? So for me, I was not initially signed up for the pre-conference. And when I learned a little bit about it and read the descriptor, I realized this is probably one of the most important things I need to do. We do not currently have an alumni career programs function within the alumni engagement office. And I'm very eager to think about building one and to understand what best practices are among our colleagues, how people have built a strategy for supporting and advancing this particular function at their institutions, and to also get a sense about scaling based on staff size and size of alumni community. So I found it really helpful. So, so glad I did it. That actually leads me to the next question I was going to ask you is sort of, what are the challenges you're all facing today in your work? And what are you hoping to get out of this conference? How about Lisa? <laughs> wow, that's a great question. We do a really great job at Vassar, I think, 
servicing the needs of our students by tapping into the expertise of our alumni. I really feel in many ways we have a model program. We're doing very little relatively servicing our alums and connecting alums for sort of meet them where where they have needs. We are just tapping into what those needs are. We've done initial survey. We've got a pretty good sense of where we need to go. We don't have the staffing in place to support it. Our alumni association is very eager to energize our career networking committee to do some more things. So for me, that was, I think, critical to be able to kind of come away with some answers there. Very cool. Monty, why don't you go next? Sure. I think thinking about the impact of the pandemic for our alums, it's really been challenging and it's impacted people in so many different ways. And I think about the work now currently working with alums around job search. I don't, I don't like to say the great resignation, but more of like the great pivot and thinking about their own mental health and what they want in their role and working hybrid or working fully remote or being in a different location or whatever it may be and impact with their family and, and friends and all of those different things. And so that has really been something to really focus on, I think a lot in the work that we do and also tying in DE and I work as well, I think has definitely been brought to the forefront throughout the pandemic, kind of as a blessing <laughs> with everything that has been happening. So really thinking about what that might look like, really preparing ourselves and not only our alums, but ourselves for the work ahead and the future of work and all of those major pieces. So that's definitely been something that has been on my mind and our work and, and the next steps and what that looks like. Wonderful. That's really important information that you just shared. Marie. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, post-pandemic. So we are completely looking at what we've done and how we're going to do it in the future. We do a really great job of servicing our alum, and we have a really tight connection, the Career Center and the Alumni Relations Office. But the thing that we really want to build now is our mentoring program. We have one, but we really want to bring more alum and more students and new alum with seasoned alum together in building that program. So my thought of coming to the pre-conference today was to find out what other people are doing, and how I can better serve my population in that way and in teaching them that important skill of um, networking and mentorship. So the pre-conference was led by some amazing all-stars in my mind of ACSN over the years, mentors of mine professionally and personally, terrific individuals and friends, our co-conference chair, Cheryl Bonner and Cindy Hyman and Mara all did a terrific job from what I saw. And I'm, I'm curious what each of you felt you're so excited to take back to your team or to your university. So maybe your top three things that you left this afternoon uh, thinking. So I will say the first one would be definitely the mission, the vision and values as well. I really thought in my own office, we have our own as we call them, everies and kind of like our own mission and what we want outcomes for our students, graduates and alums. But I think in particular, thinking about the alum work, really, what is the mission, the vision, the values within that? And what does that look like for our outcomes specifically as we continue to engage with them more? So that has been one piece that I've been thinking about a lot. The other piece has been the communications. Mara talked a lot about that around email communications, social media, website really looking at those metrics and really saying, what does that look like throughout the year, throughout the semester, 
uh, in the summer, all of those different things, so really to gauge those metrics and see what are those outcomes and where there can be areas of great praise in it, but also areas of growth and what that can look like as well. And then probably lastly, just like a few, a few questions uh, to kind of think about that were shared about how is my institution unique? I think being at Suffolk University in Boston, in the heart of Boston, we have so many great resources. We're in a great location. You have an amazing institution, but how does that look like with some of our competitors and working with our alums and the first generation of commuter populations that we strongly serve. So really thinking about what makes this unique and what does that look like? I think also thinking about what can you provide or what can we provide that others can't, I think is really important. So really thinking about what that looks like and being strategic with the work that we have ahead. So those would probably be my three that are really bubbling uh, post this uh, pre-conference. Great additions. Lisa, you want to go? There are so many. For me, I um, I think the first thing I want to do is to, well, review everything that I'm going to learn throughout the rest of the conference as well as this. And, and this is just the prequel to what's to come. But I do want to begin to invest some time on putting together a proposal for the creation of a position to support this work and to think about what the value add will be and ensure that my VP for advancement fully understands creating a program like this will really potentially impact engagement for the long haul and perhaps also stimulate more people to give and to give back. So that's what's on my mind. And I think as part of that, I'm eager to draw from some of the examples that colleagues have shared about particular wins and successes in their own areas and where they've been able to move the dial, which I think will really support the argument. So that's my goal. Wonderful. Marie? We talked a lot about the mission vision, and I think my big takeaway from that is using that foundation to build a strategic plan. And I, from the conference here today, I think I really understand how important it is to have that strategic plan, how to have that bird's eye view. And with that, being able to communicate that well up the chain and to partner with the right people so that we can make that happen. And I think one of the things they talked a lot about was having that gives you that opportunity to say no, at least no for this year, for when somebody's asking you something and it doesn't fit in with what the strategic plan is. So I think that was super helpful for me. I think additionally, we talked about some other program ideas that we are not doing. So I'm excited to like hear about more detail as the days roll on, but just that complete bird's eye view of everything that we're going to be talking about and learning and having me understand that piece of what I don't know. So I think the beginning of learning is knowing what you don't know. And so now I'm opened up and realizing like how much more there is to learn the next couple of days and excited. Terrific. You know, you brought up a point that I think is important to ask each of you in the strategic planning process and not not necessarily you as in, in your role and your specific, but how does your institution see your work, the position that you're doing at each of you, the alumni career area? It's a relatively new field. Many institutions have career centers for you know many, many years, and our colleagues have been in that field for a while. Doing careers is a relatively new initiative in higher ed around 20 years or so. So I'm curious how it's fit into the strategic plan or the vision of your university, each of you, and 
do you feel it's seen as a recognized important priority of the institution? Yes, that, that is right on, Michael. I mean, I'm housed in the Career Center and there I've, I've shared this with a lot of folks, but in particular, the university, their strategic plan, Suffolk 2025, the Career Center is almost front and center in particular that we have grown. We start off as a team of five, maybe about two years ago. Now we have grown up to about 22, 23 and counting people. We still have a few more roles to hire for, but the university has definitely invested in us tremendously. And so my role in the work that I do is definitely right in the forefront. I think having the resources and the experience and the support that is needed to really make this successful is definitely a value of the university. So really looking forward to continuing to work with everything that I have and can utilize with some of the goals and outcomes that we have, not only within our office and also individually for myself, but also at the university too. So really looking forward to doing a lot of those things, working more with alumni relations. And I know they kind of went through some staffing changes as well. So now that those positions have been filled, there's going to be some more meetings later on the summer and into the fall to really work with them to kind of see some of the best things that, that we can put forward. And then I also have a colleague of mine who works with more of our younger alums. So we are also collaborating and I'm a, and right now I've been thinking about some different ways. I took some notes at the pre-conference kind of think about, okay, I need to follow up with her to start having some conversations and thinking about what that might look like. So certainly there's a big investment. And so really by the time 2025 rolls around, we'll be looking at some of those outcomes and what that'll look like with some of the work that has happened and will be happening. I'll interrupt briefly with a point that I was speaking to a colleague earlier today about like, what events have you been doing? What programs? And, and we were talking about networking events and it dawned on me that the young alumni, recent grads have never experienced real networking like we are used to in our field of alumni connections. And so there's two, three years now of alumni that are craving networking or don't know how to necessarily do it. So I think we have a really interesting task ahead of us in our institutions and as a group of colleagues to think creatively about how we approach these young professionals and support them in their networking needs. Yeah, that's one of the things that we actually do really well. And we brought back our student and alumni networking mixer that we did this past March. We needed to cancel it the two years previously. And we had about 200 people in the room. We had 80 alum and about 120 students that came together to network in person. And it was really successful. I think for the students, it was exactly what they needed in this post-pandemic time, for sure. And we're looking forward. It was so successful that we're looking forward to doing one each semester now, at least. Congratulations. That's yeah. amazing numbers. That's terrific. So we have relied on Zoom to take the place of networking. And it's a very different kind of experience, of course, for people. We used the Brazen platform for our sophomore career connections annual event, which typically takes place in January for the benefit of students. And it actually worked really, really well. And our alums loved it. And it was certainly better than not having that experience at all. But as I think we know, there, there really isn't anything that replaces the in-person in terms of the depth that you kind of are able to achieve in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. We will be relying a lot on our clubs in our different geographic regions, and we have many, we have over 28 now, to appoint someone to be like a career liaison to help 
create more networking kinds of programs. Some of our clubs do it really well, others not so much, but I'd like to maybe take it even a step further for people who aren't in a geographic region, whether we offer something like a virtual club for people in different parts of the world that can connect with each other on Zoom. That is one option that we're thinking about. But I think ultimately we're going to be looking for a balance of the virtual and person. We're not going to go entirely in one direction or the other. Neat. I'm going to shift gears a bit to think about the field of ACSN. And, you know, we all have to help our graduates with their career success and, and their career development. And I think we probably love what we do. I'm curious what you all love about the work that you do. I'm curious what each of you approach your days with and why you have dedicated this moment in your career path to your community of your institution. I have to say, I really love the aspect of the, the coaching, the career coaching. I really embellish in that. I love the one-on-one -on -one connections that really energizes me. The assessment piece, I think helping alums or students, graduate students, any clients I work with to really help them figure out who they are and what they want and how to get there and all those pieces. And so I really do enjoy that. And the other piece I enjoy about that is I never know what I'm going to get. I'll look at the notes and everything before my appointments, but it's just notes and sometimes things change and they go in a different direction, but I really do enjoy just the different sessions that I'll have and just learning through them and then the follow-up appointments and continue the conversation, not really making it a one and done and really working with them throughout the process. And sometimes it might take a couple of months or a semester or a year or a few years or if someone finds something and they go back or whatever it may be, but I really do enjoy the journey. And then when I'm able to follow up with them or they reach out to me and maybe thank me for helping them or just give me an update, it really means so much. So yeah, I really enjoy that one-on-one. -on -one connection and kind of the growth to really help them achieve a particular goal, even though it may take a while, but really just, as they say, trusting the process. So it's great. Yeah, I love the one-on-one -on -one as well. And the group coaching, I think both of those, bringing a group of alum together in that way where they're getting to know each other and learning from each other and not thinking that they need to have all the answers. So that's one of the pieces I love. But I agree that one-on-one -on -one piece and having the opportunity to work with both students and alum, like meeting them where they are, having them be able to really explain where it is that they want to go or help them to figure out where they want to go and helping them build a bridge to get there. So I just really find that super meaningful. And then agreed, particularly the people who keep in touch and come back. And I've been in touch with now, you know, even students with my previous job for years, kind of informally doing this work. It's really wonderful seeing them grow into people who are doing meaningful work and creating beautiful lives. So for me, alumni are the most valuable resource, human resource available to our students. And I think what makes the work of our particular areas, our offices and role within our institutions so vital is the ways in which we connect alumni back for the purpose of supporting current students. And where I think students need and want that help most is in their career development. And there's no work more rewarding than that in my view. And for the alums in particular, I think it inspires them to do other things for the college. When they see the returns on that, they feel 
they themselves feel rewarded by that experience, there's really no better way to reconnect them. All the years I've been in higher ed, 40 years now, there's no work more rewarding than that for me. I'll just add my reflection on that question too, because I believe that it's the mentors in my life that inspired a, they helped me so much, I want to help others. And I think what we do in our field is connect people, help them make a difference in their communities, in their fields of study and be successful to in their professional endeavors. And it's so rewarding. I mean, it's very much the education mentality of generational impact and helping the future leaders. I feel like I landed in this alumni space and it's really neat because I get to meet people in so many different fascinating fields of professional and different levels, C-levels to just starting out, to entrepreneurs leading their startup to great success. And I always love that universities have diverse communities of people to help each other. Even small institutions have enough people from different expertise and backgrounds to support each other in their creative ways. Okay, so what are you looking forward to in the next few days? that we are going to do in this conference, whether it's a presentation, an activity, what are you looking forward to in San Diego these next two days? I'm eager to hear about programs that are new and different that I haven't had the opportunity to, to offer in my various roles. I'm thinking also about how institutions generate real affinity and connection back to the school by virtue of doing a career program that then inspires people to do other kinds of things for the school. That's what I'm really interested in learning about. I think that's part of the value add of this work. Also in the way the ways in which existing donors or new donors are acquired through this process and how we're able to evaluate metrics to measure the success. So that's what I'm most excited about. I'm excited to definitely network, as I mentioned earlier, just being in person, I think just makes a world of difference. I'm really looking forward to networking with other colleagues from across the country, just connecting with them and having great conversations throughout the time here in San Diego. And I'm also interested as well as kind of learning a little bit more on how other colleagues, or maybe it's just an open-ended question and kind of a discussion on how there's engagement, career engagement for specifically the affinity alum groups as well too, because many from my experience and even being a part of one myself from my alma mater, many feel as though they don't have the necessary resources or there's no outreach or engagement from alumni offices, let alone career centers. And many of those populations have been <laughs> generationally impacted by <laughs> when we think of career development and what that looks like. And so thinking about in a way that is happening or if it's happening or if it's not happening, how can we have a conversation around that? So really trying to bridge that a little bit more. And I'm really excited about building relationships as well and having a community of support once I go back to Stony Brook and being able to reach out to whoever it is that I connected with here that might be doing some of that programming that I'm thinking about doing or putting together that strategic plan and building mentors for myself, being new in this space. Wonderful. Well, you know, it's been a, a real pleasure spending the last 30 minutes or so with you all. I can't wait to spend the next few days learning together, teaching each other, supporting each other, and just having fun in San Diego together. And I think back to 
why I chose this conference. Obviously, I love ACSN. It means it's built my career over the past 12 years. And I think I look to this group as mentors and friends. But I also think it's a it's a rebuilding year for all of us. We all have been struggling figuring our, our personal lives and work in the past two and a half years of this pandemic. And I think that as we navigate the future, whether that in-person, hybrid, online experience, our alumni need us. Our alumni need us to support their career challenges. We know there's a lot of environment issues, whether it's the economy, the global challenges, the political environments of our country, our globe, that are going to impact our graduates and their careers. And we have to be a connector for them. That's so important. And so I think our work is going to be exhausting, but this is this important conference that will rejuvenate our energy and give us the guidance and support to one another that I love about ACSN. When I get back from the conference, I always say, wow, I feel ready to go. It's been a pleasure spending this past 30 minutes with you all. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This was great. Thank you so much for listening to the ACSN podcast. To learn more about ACSN and ways to get involved, please visit myacsn.org. The ACSN Podcast is produced in partnership with Alumni FM. Thank you.